everyone, welcome to Caffeinated Humor. You know, it's odd that you, you run into folks who apologize for their normal behavior all the time. And the odd thing about apologies is that they're supposed to be for those times where you do something outside of the norm. Like your, your behavior is supposed to be always good so that when you misbehave, then you say you're sorry. But I do know a few people, and I'm, I'm so, unfortunately I'm one of those people, that I'm included in that group of those that, eh, you'll get an I'm sorry out of me sometimes, but it's very unfelt. And it's mainly because I, I'm going to do what I'm going to do anyway. But if I see an unexpected response... And to me, that's if I if I hurt your feelings, 99% of the time, it's a very calculated move and it was my intention to hurt your feelings. But there is that 1% because every now and then you misfire and you hit the wrong target. So if I do apologize, 99% of the time, it's bullshit. But that 1% of the time, it's a genuine, heartfelt, wasn't my intention, sorry. And it's odd because... I think folks get so used to the other 99% of the time that those that know me kind of look at that one, that little 1% where it, it truly seems like I, I should say it and that the other person had it coming and it totally seems like it's normal, but they question it because it's me. And fine, I get that. I can live with it. You either come to grips with who you are as a human being or you spend a huge amount of time being a millennial, which means anxiety, questioning yourself, insecurities, and panic attacks. Do you know how many panic attacks your grandfather had? None. You know why? He had Korea to deal with. He had World War II to deal with. The man didn't have time to fucking sit and analyze every fucking emotion he ever, ever had. Your parents? Eh. Every now and then they do, but not as much as a millennial. A millennial wakes up their morning trying to figure out what's wrong and who's to blame for it. Does that sound jaded? Yes, it does. And for that, I'm truly sorry. Do you see what I'm talking about here? I think I should quit shitting on the millennials, though. I was discussing this with a millennial the other day who is a fan of the podcast, and they said, you really do shit on us a lot. And I said, you know, if there was, if there's no tinder, you can't start a fire. You know, if there's no logs and there's no crumpled up paper underneath it, there's no way you're going to get a fire out of nothing. So the shoe fits, wear it. And if, it, if you don't want to wear it, stuff it up your ass. I don't care. But it really does come down to, if you look for trouble, you're going to get trouble. I look for trouble, and, and God knows I get it on a regular basis. Not in terms of what most people think. I had somebody that said they, they've read the original blog that the podcast came from, and they're a fan of the podcast. And they said, you know, it always amazes me that you don't get your ass kicked a lot. It's like, for what? Listening in? It's not like evil couples ever going to track me down. It's not like the homeless folks that I, do, that I mention in the podcast are ever going to be reading it or listening to the podcast online and go, hey, that sounds a lot like me, and then get offended and track me down. It's basically a, a virtually unknown podcast with random people. I don't use names. I do identify the city and the, the Starbucks that I'm in sometimes, but not enough so that you could look at it and say, oh, that's me. In fact, the one time I did get accused or outed by a friend, she said, that's totally me. 
and I actually showed her the the workup and the notes that I had for that one episode. It wasn't her. Totally could have been, but it wasn't. So that kind of misdirection and chicanery and rumor and gossip and evilness, all of it wound together is what brings you to today's episode. You got to wait for it sometimes on today's Caffeinated Humor. When you're on stage, you should perform. That's all I'm saying. It is the obligation of the actor, performer, singer, animal in a cage, whatever, to put on a goddamn show. And they're just sitting there. Sitting at a table in the front of my favorite Starbucks, downtown Manhattan Beach, California, United States, planet Earth, by the pier. Evil couple. For those new to the podcast who never even heard of the blog that it came from, I wrote tens of thousands of words about the most dysfunctional couple I've ever met. Now, those posts are the most listened to, most viewed, most loved, and by me, the most obsessive about subjects on the site. I mean, hell, they are why I started the the original blog that the podcast came from. If you like, go back through the history of the podcast and look for anything that mentions Evil Couple. It's good listening and good reading. I know the podcast or the blog isn't available anymore, but the podcast is. It's good listening if you can sit still for a while, especially if you like uncomfortable public situations. But anyway, why the hell bring it it all up right now, despite the fact that I love these two? It's because they're sitting there at a table in my favorite Starbucks doing nothing. Dance, monkey, dance. Yeah, well, there are worse things in the world than waiting to be amused by evil people. And I'm a patient man. Plus, I'm in line and I got nothing else to do. So you take it where you can get it. And the thing I don't get is there is a serious environment for absolute mayhem from these two. And they're oblivious. First off, they're in the front of Starbucks, a location that Mrs. Evil has practically shit herself over in the past. She hates it. They are sitting by the huge bay window in front that looks out on the street and on the brick sitting porch right below the window. Now, there's currently a homeless guy and his dog sitting there. And the dog is vigorously licking his own nuts. Almost like he's got crabs and licking it is the only way to fix it. The homeless owner is fluffing his shirt out around his armpits. Now that has got to be some sort of vile stench, might even melt its way through the window. And yet the evil couple sit there doing nothing. But I am not letting down my guard. I've been sucker punched by them way too many times before. And it's always when I least expect it. You'd think I would learn. Now the line's going way too fast and I end up on the other side of the room creaming and sugaring my coffee. And that's not where I want to be. So I scuttle like a mischievous rat to the closest table to them. For those that are not used to hearing this sort of behavior from me, sorry. It's what I do. It's a habit. I'm at peace with it. Now I'm not close enough to hear what they're saying. Shit. Just not my day. Well, if I can't hear them, at least I'm not missing anything else. But it is a disappointing day. And then she started hitting the window. Mrs. Evil has evidently noticed either the dog licking his nuts or the homeless guy fluffing his 
fluff bathing on the porch. Either way, she's had enough of that shit. She's rapping on the window hard enough to bruise her knuckles. I think it's the dog nuts that's pushed her over the edge. An awkward, twitchy silence has descended over the Starbucks, smack against the window spaced evenly between sharp, sharp, loud, Hey! Every third rap, but it's a woman's voice with a slight Russian accent, which just makes it even worse. It's awesome. I feel redeemed. In that bubble of awkwardness in Starbucks is where I truly live. It's childish, and I know it, but it sure as hell isn't boring. And plus, there's coffee. <laughs>